Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pie catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water. Based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Oreste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled, I Know Your Face. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. In April 1943, spring had come to London, and the war news was good. The Allied armies in North Africa were closing in on Tunis, the Germans had been driven back from Stalingrad, and with the longer days ahead, there might be an end to enemy bombing. Spring is the time for daydreaming, even in the streets. But personally, I prefer to save my thinking for my study, and in the streets to keep my eyes open and my mind alert. Well, that's my business. Sometimes a face, the shape of a head, a mannerism will awaken a memory. It happened in Piccadilly, London, one Sunday morning. An officer was looking in a bookshop window. As he turned, I saw his face. I'd seen him somewhere before, but I couldn't remember where. As he passed me, I saw that he was a Dutch officer, and then he was gone. Well, I had seen him before, but I could not remember where. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I associated his face with trouble. I have a good memory, but I couldn't trace him. And I couldn't get it out of my mind. I went to see Major Swart at the Dutch military headquarters. He a lieutenant, sir. Age about 40. Heavily built. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Will you will you look at these photographs, sir? Yes. No. No. Ah, is that him, sir? Yes. Oh, that's Lieutenant Van Gelder, sir. You have his record? Yes, but can you give me a reason why? Well, I don't recall him being screened by us. Oh, he wouldn't be, sir. He was commissioned in Canada and screened there by our own military. He came to England with his unit. In fact, sir, he's been screened three times in Portugal, in the West Indies, and in Canada. <laughs> that seems very thorough. Uh, do you recall how he came out of Holland? Yes, I think he came out on a visa, sir. I know he travelled through France to Portugal, and then, then to the West Indies and to the United States. You see, he had been working for an American firm in Holland, then to Canada, to England. Hmm. I'd like to see his record. Yes, sir. I'll have him looked at. I'll have him sent to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'd like to have his commanding officer's permission to interview him. Yes, Colonel. I'll arrange for that. When Van Gelder arrived at my headquarters, I'd still not solved my problem. I remembered that I had seen him in Holland, in Amsterdam, but that must have been seven or eight years ago. 
It was just a glimpse of his face, and I couldn't recall the moment. I decided to treat him in a friendly way. Lieutenant Van Gelder, sir. Oh, come in, Lieutenant. Do sit down. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> well, I must apologize for taking up your time. I hope I haven't put you to any inconvenience. No, sir. Good. Your commanding officer assured me that he would make you free. Just look on this as a routine interview. I understand that you've had experience of them before. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, sometimes I think that in a war we use more paper than ammunition. Oh, do you smoke? Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, thanks very much, sir. Well, now for some more paperwork. I won't keep you long. Ah, now, your full name is Johannes van Gelder. Yes. Age 40. Yes. Born Amsterdam, April the 3rd, 1903. Yes. Married in Amsterdam, June the 12th, 1933. Enlisted in Canada, February the 19th, 1941. Commissioned August the 14th, 1942. Yes, sir. Your religion is given as Roman Catholic, but I see that both your parents were of the Jewish faith. Uh, yes, sir. I became a convert when I married. You see, sir, my wife's family, well, they're Roman Catholic. Yes, family. I see that's a very important family. Now, one more question. Have you ever, at any time, belonged to any political party or union? Uh, no, sir. Hmm. I see that you left Holland on a visa. Yes, sir. It was issued by the Chilean consul in Amsterdam for business purposes. But, of course, it was your intention not to return to occupied Holland. That's true, sir. Not until our armies returned. I see that it was a double visa. Did your wife travel with you? No, sir. But if it was your intention not to return... My father-in-law arranged for the visa, sir. My wife's also safely out of Holland. Oh, where is your wife? In South America. Well, this double visa, who travelled with you? Well, it was supposed to be a business trip. A friend, sir. A Dutchman? Yes, sir. Who was he? A journalist, sir. Uh, we were supposed to have business together in Chile. His name? Is, is that necessary, sir? Mm, just tell me his name. Uh, Emil Bleach. Thank you. Uh, let me see now. How did you travel... Uh, can you recall the day that you crossed the Belgian border? Oh, we... No, we didn't cross the Belgian border. We travelled through Switzerland into southern France, sir, and then through Spain to Portugal. Well, what was your route to Switzerland? From Amsterdam to Frankfurt, sir, and then to Switzerland. They let you travel through Germany? Oh, yes, sir. It was a business visa from the Chilean consul. And, well, Chile being an important neutral country, sir, well, the Germans were very correct in honouring it. Yes, but that didn't require that they let you travel through Germany. The direct route is through France to Spain. Oh, not at that time, sir. Now, they said the railways in France, uh, in the north, sir, were not reliable. It was quicker to travel via Switzerland to southern France. I see. Uh, who took you through Germany? Were you escorted? Oh, no, sir. We were quite free. We travelled by ourselves. Oh, you must have seen a great deal of what was going on in Germany. You travelled by day? Uh, no, sir. Not all the time by day. No, you can see very much. It's a long journey from Holland to Frankfurt and from Frankfurt to the Swiss frontier. Coming from occupied Holland, you must have seen a great deal that was new to you, that interested you. Well, yes, I'd say it's interesting, sir. Freight trains, military equipment insiding, troop movements, the German civilians, how they looked, if they were well fed, whether there were private cars on the roads, whether there was much heavy transport on the roads, whether it seemed to be going east or west. Well, yes, sir, the 
Gifts, Reese, and things like that. Of course, I, I know now it was useful information. I, I'd like to have that chance again. Uh, can you recall what you did, Pete? Um, yes, we, we saw troops waiting at most of the stations. Um, and some private cars on the road. Uh, yes, and I uh, saw two trainloads of tanks. When you were screened at Lisbon, did you give them a report on this? You don't remember, sir. Well, I can get the papers from our embassy in Lisbon. Uh, did you give them any report on what you'd seen? No, I, I... I don't think I did, sir. You have previous military training. You were um, a lieutenant in the Dutch Home Guard. Yes? Well, a journalist and officer who are planning an escape to the West are quite unexpectedly permitted to travel through Germany. They must have known that what they'd see would be interest to their own forces. Well, we, we were very anxious to escape, so well, we were supposed to be on a business trip. Did you discuss with your friend whether you should make a report or not? Well, well, yes, sir. I'll, I'll be frank with you. We did discuss it. But we were very anxious to get safely out of Europe to join our own forces. My, my friend said Lisbon wasn't a very safe place. Safe? Safe for what? Well, it wasn't a safe place to make reports against the Germans. You know what it's like, sir. Our families are still in Holland, and the Germans have been very correct about the visa. We wanted to get to the West Indies first. Well, when you reached the West Indies, did you make a report on what you saw? Well, no, sir. You see, we quite a long time to wait for a ship. Well, it was a waiting list, and ours was only a business visa. It took two months to get to the West Indies. We hadn't seen anything important, really, we hadn't, sir. I was doing what I thought was best. I, I applied immediately to go to Canada to join the army. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but when you said that Lisbon was not a safe place to make reports against the Germans, was it because you feared the Germans? Yes, sir. And you didn't trust them? I've never trusted them, sir. Well, that being so, what were your feelings when, in honouring the visa which you knew you'd got by a trick, the Germans asked you first to travel into Germany? Well, uh, French railways are unreliable, sir. It's a business trip. <laughs> we're the quickest way. Well, come, come, Lieutenant. I'm asking you, what were your personal feelings? You were engaged in deceiving the Germans. Well, a false visa. What were your personal feelings when, as a Jew, you were quite unexpectedly asked to travel into Germany? The documents gave my religion as Roman Catholic, sir. The visa was obtained by my father-in-law, who's a prominent Roman Catholic. You were satisfied that the Germans knew no more than what was on your documents. You didn't suspect a trick. Well, I was very anxious to have that part of the journey over, sir. Yes, I can imagine that. But since you feel that way about the Germans, did you really believe that you would be allowed to travel freely, to travel without an escort through Germany? Didn't you know that you'd be watched? That any foreigner would be watched? Well, yes, sir. I, I did suspect we were being watched. Did you suspect it? Or did you know? We knew, sir. Well, I, I mean, we were practically certain we were being watched. That's why we couldn't show any interest in what was happening. I, I mean, looking at tanks and, and, and soldiers and things like that, sir. It would have been very dangerous. We, we just couldn't risk it. That's what we discussed, sir. I've, I've told you the truth about this. We, we didn't hold anything back. We, we just didn't dare look at anything. So you did have an escort? Yes, yes, sir. 
One man or two? Two, sir. It was a long journey. Was it always the same two men? Yes, sir. Even when you stayed overnight at Frankfurt? Correct. Oh, they allowed you to stay overnight in Frankfurt. You were then in no doubt that you were being watched. Well, we, we, we didn't go out at all, sir. We, we didn't want any trouble. We said we'd be glad when we got to Switzerland. Well, it makes better sense now, doesn't it? You obtained a visa from a neutral embassy. You were conducted quite properly through a country which is at war. And very naturally, you were prevented from seeing anything of military importance. Why didn't you say so at first? Well, I... I'm sorry, sir, if I gave the wrong impression. But it happened so long ago that I've come to think of it happening the way I told it. It was foolish of me. It was. When I want to see you again, Lieutenant, I'll get in touch with your commanding officer. That'll be all. For now. Get me, Captain Lagos. Lagos, I want you to phone Van Gelder's barracks and speak to his commanding officer. Tell him I've seen Van Gelder and I'd like to see him again in two days' time. Can he be here at uh, ooh, uh, half past ten on Saturday morning? I remembered now where I'd seen Van Gelder before. It had been in Amsterdam when I was last there in 1936. A group of young toughs wearing the insignia of the Dutch Nazi party had been showing off, trying to prove that they were the Herrenfeld. One of them had tried to bounce me off the pavement. It was Van Gelder. But it seemed to me that my inquiries might have to be considerably extended. So I phoned British intelligence and asked that two of their officers should attend the next interrogation. Two gentlemen are here, sir. Oh, good. Uh, show them in. This way, please. Ah, good morning. Good morning, good morning sir. Well, gentlemen, you know why you're here. You've read my report on Van Gelder's last interrogation. Yes, sir, we have. What's the plan now, Colonel? Van Gelder's waiting outside. I suggest that you should sit with me this side of the desk. I won't introduce you, but watch him carefully. Mm -hmm. If he has anything on his conscience, that should upset him. I'll begin with a routine identification and try for an admission of guilt. Right. Now, if you'll just come around here. Right. Corporal, bring in Lieutenant Van Gelder. Yeah? What do you expect to get out of him for information? If I am correct, and he was a member of the Dutch Nazi Party, then there's also a spy somewhere in Canada posing as a journalist. I think this is something for you. Lieutenant Van Gelder, sir. Sit down, please. <clears throat> now then. Your full name is Johannes Van Gelder. You're a first lieutenant in the pre-Dutch army. You're a Dutch citizen, born in Amsterdam in 1903. Uh, yes, sir. Enlisted in the pre-Dutch army in Canada on February 12, 1941. Commissioned August 14, 1942. Arrived in England on active service November 3, 1942. Yes, sir. At our last interview, you explained to me how you escaped from Holland to join the Dutch army. You said that you and a friend, a journalist named Emil Fleet, obtained a business visa from the Chilean consulate in Amsterdam. 
that you traveled to Lisbon via Germany, where you were constantly under surveillance by German security officers, then through Switzerland, France, Spain, Portugal. At Lisbon, you and your friend presented yourselves to the Dutch Embassy, who arranged a passage by sea to Curacao in the Dutch West Indies. From there, you went to the United States, to New York, to complete your business with the American firm that you represented in Holland. Then you went to Canada and enlisted in the pre-Dutch army. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, that's correct. Pangela, have you at any time belonged to any political party or union? No, sir. I'm going to ask you that question again. Do I have your word of honor as an officer in Her Majesty's forces that you'll answer it truthfully? Yes, sir. Have you ever been a member of any political party or union? No, sir. This time, Lieutenant, think well before you answer. I'm going to ask you for the last time. Were you ever a member of any political party or union? No, sir. I have information that you were. Now think carefully. Were you? Even if only for a few days. Well, well, sir, if you mean uh, for a for a few days, sir, well, that does call something to mind. I, I, I was a member of a society years ago, sir, but only for a short time, only for a few days. What society? Which political society? It wasn't my wish, sir. Which political society? The, the, the Bund, sir. The Dutch Nazi Party. I, I didn't know it was that, sir. It was only for a short time. I, I, I swear it, sir. I didn't want to join it. Why did you join the Bund? Well, it, it, it was my, my father-in-law, sir. He's, he's a very domineering man. He, he insisted on making me a member. Well, I, I, I was newly married, and well, you know how it is, sir. I, I wanted no trouble. I, I swear to you, I took no part in the Bund. Your father-in-law made you join a political party against your will. Yes, sir. He, he thought it was a good thing. But I wasn't a real member, sir. And it, it was a long time ago, sir. Ten years ago, when I was just married. And I, I had forgotten about it. It, it. it was when you said, if only for a few days. Sangelda, you've told me you went to considerable pains to escape from the Germans, that you've traveled halfway around the world to join our forces. Are you asking me to believe that with escape from the Germans so constantly in your mind, you forgot that you were once a member of the Nazi party? I didn't want to remember it. I, I assure you I'd forgotten. The reason why you're here, Sangelda, is that I remember seeing you in the streets of Amsterdam in 1936, wearing the emblems of the Nazi party. I recall it distinctly, and you didn't seem the least ashamed. Quite the reverse. You must, you must be mistaken, sir. I never wore the uniform. You are mistaken. Let's see just how mistaken I am. You gave me your word of honor as an officer to tell the truth. And three times, in three minutes, you've lied. I swear to you, sir. You're a proven liar. Your protests don't impress me. Angela, you occupied a distinguished position in Holland with an American firm. And Americans are not in the habit of giving big jobs to fools. And in my opinion, you are no fool. So let's sweep aside the tangle of little lies that you've been telling me. It'll save your time and it'll save mine. Yes, sir. There is a great deal of truth in what you've told me. Let's keep to the truth. Now, let's see. 
When you obtained this visa to go to Chile, and the Germans suggested that you and your journalist friend should travel through Germany, didn't you think it was odd? Yes, yes, sir. You either did or you didn't. I, I, I did, sir. And didn't you also think it might be dangerous? That the slightest slip could cost you your liberty? Well, I was, I was very anxious to get away, sir. Your father-in-law is a very influential man. Were you given some guarantee of safe conduct? Yes, yes, sir. By the German? Yes, sir. By whom? Herr Knoller. What was this assurance? Well, it, it, it was really a warning, sir. He did say it was the quickest route. And then he said that we were about to travel through Germany, where we'd see and hear certain things. He, he warned me that if I said any word about these things outside Germany, that... Well, that the German Secret Service had a very long arm. That's why I was afraid to say anything in Lisbon. Was the journalist present when Herr Knoller made this warning? No, sir. You said we. Who was present? My, my wife, sir. She was present. Herr Gelder, did your wife travel with you through Germany on the double visa? Yes, sir. Oh. There was yourself, your wife, and the journalist. Anyone else? No, sir. Were there Germans traveling with you? If Herr Knoller had seen you personally and warned you, there was no point in watching you from a distance. Did the German security officers travel with you? Yes, sir. How did you travel? By car, sir. By car? So, when Herr Knoller warned you that you might see and hear certain things that you mustn't talk about, he meant certain things concerning your fellow passenger, the journalist. Well, yes, sir. I, I, I think he did. You know he did. I don't know, sir. I don't know anything. But I think he did. When you stayed overnight in Frankfurt, how long did you stay in Frankfurt? Two, two nights, sir. And during this time, was your travelling companion always in your company? No, sir. He, he went off on his own. He went off with these Germans? Well, I, I don't know, sir. I, I stayed indoors with my wife. I wanted no trouble. I, I told you that, sir. I told you I stayed indoors. I, I, I saw nothing. You'd been instructed to keep out of trouble, to see nothing. Yes, sir. By Herr Knoller? Y yes, sir. Herr Knoller is head of the German espionage department in Holland. Isn't he? Yes, sir. Where is this man, the journalist? I don't know, sir. I, I last saw him in Canada. He may be in the United States or Canada. I, I don't know, sir. You care? I don't understand, sir. Tangelda, I told you that in my opinion you're no fool. Don't pretend to be one. I want to impress on you the seriousness of this situation. This trip was arranged by Herr Knoller, head of the German espionage department. And you knew that you and your wife were traveling only as cover for a spy. No, sir. I've no proof. I knew him as foot Dutchman. Are you telling me that you were the spy and that he was your cover? No, sir. No, I swear it wasn't like that. I was told to get my wife safely out of Holland, sir. I took her safely to the West Indies. I heard that the Dutch military HQ was in Canada. I went there and I, I enlisted in the Dutch army. So it was your freedom for your silence. You had three opportunities to tell your story in Lisbon, in Curacao, in Canada. And you've told us nothing that I haven't bragged of it. If I'd known anything... Be quiet. Let's return to your friend, the journalist. You must have been traveling very close to him. Halfway around the world. Did the Germans give him money... A large sum of money. He, he, 
He had a large sum of money. Where did he keep it? In his suitcase. Did you see it? Yes, sir. What currency? American currency, sir. What else did you see in his suitcase? I don't know, sir. The usual thing. I'm not asking about the usual things. Did he have anything suggesting a radio? No, sir. Code book? I don't know, sir. Spies must be able to get their information back. Did he have anything like this? This tube of white powder? Take a good look at it. It's standard equipment as supplied to spies by Herr Knoller. Yes, sir. He had two little tubes like that. That's all. Corporal? Yeah? Take charge of this prisoner. Yes, sir. This way. Well, gentlemen. Ooh. What do you think? We'll have to act right away. Can we have your report on the journalist? They'd better warn the Canadian authorities and the Americans. Yes. About Pangelda. I think he's just a damned fool. Yes, but a dangerous one. I think we'd better deal with him first. Yes. Can you leave him in my hands for 24 hours? We can arrange an emergency court-martial today, and tomorrow you can arrest Mr. Van Gelder. A glimpse of a face in a London street and a surprise arrest in Canada. That's how it works. Van Gelder was imprisoned in a camp in Surrey. He didn't stand trial. He died. The victim of a German air raid. You've been listening to Spycatcher, with Bernard Archard as Colonel Oreste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr, and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Max. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.